Namaskaram everyone hope you guys are doing good and welcome to Aishu's podcast Namaskaram everyone this is actually the fourth part of the video with uh, which i took with uh, Samana and Tulsiaka so if you haven't seen the rest of the videos please go see it it will be coming right now on top if you're watching this on youtube else if you're watching this on instagram or any other platform please go to my youtube playlist soma.yoga.life you will find it out there so before you go into that before you go into this video please make sure you watch that so let's go directly into this podcast i did not know this was a podcast i was choosing that's why i made it into 10 minute 10 minute part if it was today i would have put it as one full video <laughs> so we were you were talking about you were sitting in a job huh. and having a typical conversation so like one in, has in the corporate a, having tech job having a very typical conversation where your whoever is your manager or director well you know just try to understand okay what is your goal where do you want to go in your tech career and things like that so where do you want to go in the next 5 to 10 years that type of thing So then I was giving, you know, I want to be a CTO of a company or something like that, which uh, is fine. Is that my entire me? Really? Is that what you want out of your life? Like, you, is, this, is this what you desire? You know? Is this what Sam has always desired? You know, is this what little kid Sam was thinking, that I want to be this? And... Uh, Somehow it just was not sitting with me properly. After that, I really started thinking, what am I doing? What is, my, what is the point of my life? All of these existential anxieties started coming. Yeah. <laughs> Can you start like that again for the seat you asked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I didn't think you yeah, yeah. got that. Yeah. So I, Anna, I mean, you in it? Yes, I'm properly. in it now. Yeah. So I was working in technology in New York City. And um, I was having a very typical tech conversation which you have with your manager or director where they, they sort of ask you, what are your goals for the next five to ten years? You know, where do you want to go in your career? And I started seeing that life was becoming very predictable. Okay, from data engineer, senior data engineer, senior, senior data engineer, you know, whatever, whatever, sort of that ladder. And so I was saying something along the lines of I want to get to this place on the ladder. And uh, that's when something inside of me was saying, no, that's not it. You know? is, this what, is this what Sam as a little kid wanted out of his life? You know? And uh, that was the time really that uh, all these existential questions started coming up for me. And I started to have this terrible anxiety yeah. where like I just was, I was feeling like I already should have made it or something like that, you know, like all these people when they were young, by this age they had already done this or done that, all that type of thoughts were going through my head, what am I doing, what is the great thing I'm going to do in my life, and all those types of thoughts were happening inside of me, and uh, At the same time, Tulsi was also wanting to find a teacher for herself. Yeah, so for me, I actually loved the work that I was doing. I was working in education. I was very passionate about it. I found, after working in a school for some time, I found that the kids needed something more beyond what was the normal education system that was, whatever we were offering them 
math, English, science. Like beyond that, there was something more deep that the that the kids needed, and I felt like we weren't providing that. And one day I realized like they need some way to connect with themselves. So I started designing a curriculum with uh, my co-teacher at the time that was centered around yoga and mindfulness and um, different techniques for them to look at who they are. And I realized like that was really something that was so interesting. We were I remember having a conversation with five and six year olds. What is happiness? Where does happiness come okay. from? Mm. And it was so beautiful. I was like. This is what we need to be discussing in school. This is what children need to be exploring. They need to be searching for these things in life, not just only looking at how to measure things or how to tear things apart to understand them. But who am I, and how do I be the happiest I can be in my life? You know, where does my happiness come from? So I was so inspired by that, but I saw that this was something missing in the education system, and I realized at that time there was nothing. This was like seven years ago. Seven eight years ago, there was nothing in the education system that was uh, related to not. It was not enough related to social and emotional learning. It was there was nothing related to yoga in the school systems in in the U.S. And I was like, this is needed, and I can do it. I can offer something. I had some yoga training, and um, I had done like a one year long yoga teacher training course before. I'd never worked with children, but I had something that I could offer, and I had a culture. that i had come from that these things were part of so i said okay i need to do something about this and i realized that the place in the whole education system where i could have the most impact and make a change is if i actually approach the teachers themselves if i can train a bunch of teachers and those teachers can go out and train hundreds and hundreds of students if i only teach it in my classroom then i can only teach that many students so i said If I really want to have an impact and I really want to bring yoga into the education system, I need to work with teachers. So I remember sitting and thinking in my heart, like, how am I going to do this? I also don't know enough about yoga. I have have had one one year training, a thousand hours of training. That's nothing. I barely scratched the surface of yoga myself. I, you know, I'm practicing yoga here and there. I need a guru. I need somebody to show me. my own spirituality so i can offer it to the world i remember feeling this way and i was telling sam about it too and i was like i actually quit the job that i was doing working in education in the classroom because i realized like there was something larger i needed to do she would wake up every morning okay and we had we had some sort of uh, like a little, little altar. space altar space for our spirituality whatever it was we were doing at that time i don't even know what we were doing yeah and she would go there Like, in the morning as the first thing and i'm not an even a morning person there. you know like i usually i would just be lazy i would not wake up also if i didn't have something to go to do but i remember like i would wake up with this such a deep longing like i would just wake up and in my state of half sleep i would just sit down and i'd be like i'm ready universe i'm ready you just show me whatever's next i'm ready for a teacher please just send this teacher my way i'm ready for to figure out my purpose in life i'm so ready like just 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 open it up for me open it up for me and i remember heard about all this like manifesting and all of these things which i was like okay okay but it's amazing it's like suddenly suddenly all these spiritual yeah. teachers started coming to her okay like suddenly different different spiritual teachers just started coming towards me and I was just like yes to everything. I was like, let me see, let me see how this is, let me see how this is. I ended up getting a free scholarship to go to some amazing Buddhist retreat, meditation retreat with a phenomenal teacher at an institute in upstate New York for free. And 
I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. I ended up doing this whole silence retreat over there and connecting with that teacher. I ended up getting admission into a, a, a spiritual women's group that was doing sessions for a few months. And I it was just like all these communities suddenly just opened up to me. And I also ended up finding a job very randomly. Somehow this job, within a few days, I got contact, I was in contact with the CEO of this company. It's called Breathe for Change, phenomenal work that they're doing, bringing yoga and mindfulness to teachers all across the country. So I ended up working with this job. Maybe I'll just keep my bag open. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Sort of the camera. I ended up just suddenly finding this dream job because I was so excited about working in education and with teachers that this job was actually teaching educators yoga practices and leading them in a yoga teacher training so they could bring it to their school communities. So I ended up working with them for two years almost and ended up leading yoga teacher trainings for teachers all across the country. Okay, you started from, leading? Yeah, from one city. They expanded to three cities, to 11 cities. And now they're in multiple cities all across the country doing amazing work, bringing yoga, the tools of the mind, the body, um, and beyond to educators across the country. And I ended up leading these trainings with them all over and taking it to new cities in the country. So it was so beautiful. Yet at the same time, in my heart, I was like, who the hell am I to teach all this yoga? What have I done? You know, who, what spiritual growth have I gone through to such a degree that what I'm sharing is authentic and pure and powerful? Like, I need to myself go through a deeper spiritual process, you know? So for me, it became imperative. If I am in the position where I have can have an impact on so many, if I can share with teachers who are going to share with so many students, I must have a clear path, a spiritual path within myself. I should have a clarity within myself on my spiritual journey. So this was the time that she ended up going to India. Yes. And so uh, I said I'm going to take some time off and I'm going to seek for myself. And my parents, I said, Mom, Dad, you all have been my first yoga teachers in my life. You just signed me up for any program. Just help me find a spiritual teacher of some actual authenticity in the world. You know, there's not enough of these people in the world. Like, just sign me up for anything. I'm open to anything. And lo and behold, they signed all three of us, my parents and me, for inner engineering. Oh. And that time I was still in America. I was working during while she had gone. So she comes back from India. And you have to understand, Tulsi has always been like doing different yoga, going to different yoga classes and all these things. She'd even done like this one year long yoga teacher training and all this type of stuff. But I noticed she never had like a real practice of her own. Yeah. You know, it wasn't something that she just woke up and did. She would go to a class or she would go to different classes. Yeah. She would keep going. But it wasn't something that she had like figured out for herself. 
I didn't have like discipline of my own daily sadhana in my life. That was something that I was building over time. I was just like, yeah, yoga. I do yoga here and there. Here and there. It wasn't like a everyday, no matter what kind of thing, you know. And so finally, she comes back. Suddenly, she's doing this Shambhavi Mahamudra. Like her life depends on it. Like morning, evening, morning, evening, she's doing it. She's not going out to have fun with her friends. Yeah. We're on vacation. She's not coming out with us. Yeah. I'm going out with her friends, and she's staying back and doing this practice. And I'm it's like, true. wow. Like, what is this? Like, why is she so committed to this all of a sudden? So I was also a little bit inspired. Like, wow, she's so committed. It was to this. like maybe I took, there's something to this. It was like I took the program, and something just got switched on. It was like waiting the whole time to just have this button pressed, and that it was like automatic. I didn't have to think about it. Shambhavi was just happening. My mandala during my mandala, we were <laughs> we took we were seeing a friend after two years, doing a whole vacation in India, going for a wedding. You know how Indian yeah, weddings yeah. are. Complete crazy schedule. Morning, evening, hundred functions are going on. Um, no matter what was happening. I was doing my shampoo twice a day, daily for forty days. Nothing stopped me. We were traveling, then, we were going here, nothing. The next thing happened, okay? And you have to understand, you know, I'm into all of this yoga stuff, but at the same time, I don't. I mean, I don't know if anyone would have understood. She comes back and she, she tells me that she has to go to the unveiling oh. of a giant one hundred and twelve foot head of Shiva. <laughs> okay. Okay. <See> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Like what are you talking about? And even I didn't know myself. Like, what is this unveiling going to be? Uh, what is, what is Mahashivratri? Some like, consecration, something, something. She's talking to me. I really have no idea. I have no idea what she's talking about. So I know. We'll have to put two, three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think people are looking at us and not looking at the camera. <laughs> Spread it out more and more. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. The wall. The wall. still step over. So, I have no idea what she's talking about. Some giant head of Shiva and some consecration. What is she talking? About? And listen, she's just come back from India, okay? And this time, like, I'm really the only one who's earning properly. Yeah, I quit my job and, and went. You know, flying to yeah. India and back is not cheap, yeah. right? I was like, Sam. What about me, man? You know? okay. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? You just got back. You want to go for this? Then she was like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. You're right, it doesn't make sense. And it didn't logically yeah. make sense. It made no logic. But something sense. in my heart was like, I have to go. I just have to go. I have to go for Mahashivratri. I have to go see Sadhguru. I have to go for Yogeshwar Linga consecration. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't even know what consecration is. I really don't know anything much about Sadhguru except I've done inner engineering. But I just have to go. Something was there. But I just kept quiet. I said, it may, doesn't make sense. We don't really, can't really afford to come again for me to alone fly again yeah. to India just for this thing. And poor Sam is sitting here working hard, earning <laughs> all this money and I'm just going off like this. But I could see that it was there, you know, that it was bothering her. She needed to go. She needed to go. You he go said ahead. go. Just go. Just go. <laughs> just go. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, just go. And I said, okay. Okay. And I packed my bags and I came here and this beautiful statue was unveiled and it was a big message in the world that there is a journey inward and we must take it and it's open to all of us. This possibility of enlightenment is not something up there in the heavens. It's right here available to us all. And you would remember the Prime Minister and all that mm. came then. Now, 
I'm in America. I decided to go to the local Mahashivratri thing in New York. This is like my first exposure to Isha oh, ever. Okay, okay. So I sit there. I'm like, oh, look at all these people. They're all talking some things that I can't understand. Vyanalinga and all these things I can't understand. And then they put on the live stream. God, there's like a million people there. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> the Prime Minister is there, the lights, Adiyogya is yeah, yeah. there. I mean, it's just, I, I had no idea that this, this was, was 2017. there. You know, 2017. So I was just totally, whoa, you know, blown away. And uh, then when, then I said, okay, maybe I should also take some. That time I was sick all the time. I don't know what was wrong God. with me. Maybe I was just because I was drinking alcohol and coffee and all those types of things. And no, it was something myself. more than that. New he York, would get anxiety. Like I the flu. Know. He would get the flu every three weeks. And Very it, bad. You know, like migraine. It was so bad. Crazy temperature. And I was just, again and again and again, I would get sick like this. I have to do something. For six months continuously. So I ended up taking Surya Kriya. And I swear to God, <laughs> I just stopped getting sick. Since then, he's not been sick on I really, I mean, I've never been sick like that again. And it was like almost instantly, the physically, I started getting better. Then also you knew I always spoke about my spine issue. So I was living comfortably, but I was always scared to pick anything up or something like that in case I re-injured it. After practicing Surya Kriya, that also suddenly I was touching my hands were touching the floor. Um, my spine became strong. My whole system became strong. Yeah. And uh, then I also took inner engineering and she volunteered yeah, for my engineering. Yeah, that was so nice. And uh, that was, that for me, in many ways, all of these things that I had been reading and all of this sort of, these philosoph philosophies and sutras, suddenly he was saying it, but it was just like in the most simple words. You know what I mean? It's like all these big ideas packed into just the most straightforward, simple way of saying it that anyone could understand. Just so accessible to everyone. So accessible. And it just, it pulled all these things together for me, that in my understanding. And of course, there was Shabbat which uh, immediately brought some sort of experiences into to my life. But it really wasn't until I took BSP, where we, we took it with Sadhguru, because in the U.S. he still does. Yeah, in the U.S. he teaches BSP. Then, for the first time, it was like a lot of these things, actually, I had some experience with a lot of these things I'd only read. Some taste came into myself, and I was just, I mean, that was the most incredible program for me. It was, it was, it was unreal, and uh, after that, I went a little crazy on the Isha Then day. I was, then you, I had my job. Yoga, <laughs> yeah. So I had my job and I was full on into my job. I was in a leadership I position. I thought I be on you. Every weekend I was teaching programs. I was busy. So I couldn't do any more programs at that time. I had my Shambhavi. I had like maybe Angamardana. And I was already busy with all my other things. At that time, suddenly, out of nowhere, Sam just went like a rocket through all the programs. Oh, through to like, Samyama. PSP. Shunya. <laughs> Yoga Yogasanas. Everything. Tuck, tuck, tuck. Then I came back and I was like... I went to the Shunya program, I didn't even think about Samyama at that point. I went there, I watched the pre-Samyama video, suddenly this fire came over me. I came back and I said, <laughs> She's like, I haven't done Shunya yet, what are you talking about? She's like, I have to go, I have to go. He's like, I'm going to do Samyama. I was like, but he just came back from Shunya. So, 
you know, I just went, I went completely off the rails, basically taking every each thing I could, and then then my Samyama preparation, I carried on a full-time job also in New York, doing my Samyama It was crazy. He had a full-time job, he'd wake up at 3, 4 in the morning, do all his practices. Not he'd recommended, make breakfast by the way. For me. He'd make breakfast for me, he'd leave, he'd go do his whole work, the whole, during work also he would take time off for meetings that in which he was doing other practices. Okay. Then he would come back and then he would do more practices, clean the house, cook dinner also for me. I would come back and everything would be clean and dinner would be served. I would be he was like meditating in conference robot. rooms, you know, booking conference he was rooms and meditating human. or doing super my own human. chanting oh, or yeah. going to parks. I would do Shakti Chalana in public parks in okay. New York City, okay? With people just around me, just watching me, like, what is yeah. this person doing? I didn't care. I was just like, I'm gonna do this. And, uh... You, I've never seen him so focused and so alive and so efficient ever in his life. After the Samyama program, this... I was touched so much, this longing came over me that, okay, I did all of these things here in New York City, but what would it be like if I was just fully immersed? You know what I mean? I didn't have to say, okay, I only have 45 minutes and I have to get back to work. I didn't have to say I have to catch the subway. No, what would it be like? So that's when that thought started stirring for me that maybe I should take the Hatha Yoga teacher training. And um, so I started talking to her about it. Initially, Tulsi was not so sure because she'd already done Hatha Yoga I'd done training a training and, and she was already was teaching yoga. She had this yoga-related job. I was enjoying my job so much. I was in a leadership position. I was involved and responsible for so many things. I didn't, I wasn't ready to just leave suddenly, you know, for six months. It's a, it is a commitment for sure. But Sam was like something, don't you want to explore what it's like a life where you're actually completely giving yourself to this path, to the spiritual path, to these practices, to this sadhana and see what that's like. Yeah. And I said, yes, but, yes, but. And then I said, okay, let me at least go through the interview process and see because he was so adamant and I was like, I don't want to be six months without you living over here on my own and you are there. If we do it, then we do it together or we both don't do it. And I could see how much he wanted to do it. So I said, okay, let me go through the process at least of the interview. Let's see if we both get in also, right? And my whole family thought, oh, Tulsi will get in, she's already doing yoga anyway. Maybe Sam will see. Yeah. And it was so funny. Immediately, within a few weeks, Sam got in. For me, they were like, we don't know about you, you're already doing interview, yoga. Let's do one more interview. And I was like, okay, what is this? Why am I needing so many interviews, like triple of Sam's interviews? But I started to realize, like, I was experiencing resistance within myself and they were picking up on it. And my resistance was like, I'm already teaching yoga. The yoga I'm teaching is different from Hatha Yoga. But my practices that I'm doing, I'm not doing practicing the things that, are, that the training is teaching. My practices are this Isha practices. I wake up in the morning and I do Shambhavi. And that's what keeps me alive the whole day. I don't do any other kind of form of yoga as my daily practice. You're not practicing any of the yoga that she's actually teaching. Yeah. yeah. So, what am I doing? Either I need to preach what I practice or I need to practice what I preach, but I need to make a decision. So I started realizing that there was a dichotomy in my life through this interview process. And it came to a point where I came to a fork in the road where either I do this or I choose Isha. That's it. And so I, I really had to think deeply. I was like, 
what is it that makes me inspired every day? What is it that's making my life feel fulfilled? It's the Isha practices. What is it that feels really true and authentic and pure to me? It's the Isha practices. What is it that feels like it has so much potential it can change the world? It's the Isha practices. It's something so deep and there's so much to explore within it. So I said, I need to jump fully into this. So I actually had to quit my job and I had to just give myself completely to this process of going, at least even just applying for the school, you know. And luckily, it was at around that time that the school also accepted me. So I think they understand sort of that there's up. resistance, you know, uh, and it was gone suddenly. And we packed up every, everything. Yeah, we, we left our, our picture perfect life, everything, and we our community. Said, okay, we said goodbye, everyone. We don't know when we'll see you next. They were like, "Are you coming back?" We were like, "We don't know." We said we are not making any commitments because if a two-day program, like a Surya Kriya, like a seven-day Shambhavi program, if just a couple days program can transform our life so much, we have no clue what six months is going to do to us. So we said goodbye, and we. We'll see you when we see you. And we just left without any future plan. We just left to go to India. Everyone in my family was like, what is going on? Are they still sane people? Or have they really gone crazy? Or, But yet, my family was supporting us. His family was supporting us. Even though they were like, we don't really fully understand what these two people are doing. Why are they quitting their perfect life that they've worked hard to set up? and going and taking a risk and jumping into this thing that nobody knows I mean, from their about. perspective it's like we worked so long to get this balance into our life of you know money and the right job the right place you know married and all these other yeah. things and suddenly we're just leaving all that and yeah work. but uh, it was the best decision that we ever made ever in our life yeah. and there's no looking back since then the training was unbelievable and uh, life is different now for sure. We are only different, so yeah. life is different. I could actually see the way you guys are thinking. I could picture it entirely. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I just got to know you wanted the log store oh and then you really got the, the log, log yes. store. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Can you go more log? <laughs> I mean, did you did you want to know our story, but you also want to know about the training, right? You specifically asked, like, people yeah, are asking people you, like, are what is the training like? Are there any specific questions like that could be a starting off point? Like basically what is the entry process like? How do they apply for it? I think and what is the procedure? And so, not much about inside I think there will be something about what you can share but what is that people like what would make them do it? Like I see a lot of people do inner engineering and they are like okay we need to research that and then they are like oh the cost is too much that's not yeah. time and then so many like this aspects. So is it actually very costly or is it that cost is you know valid yeah. for the program? Actually and all people do ask us a lot about the cost of it. It is a, a decent amount of money to put down at one time because it's a commitment for six months you're making with your energy, with your time, with your energy, with your resources. Um, at the same time, like I was hesitant Did you want at to set first. Your camera also? Like maybe your viewers also want to know. Why not? Why not? Good idea. Yeah, we can take a stretch break. One second. That was the end, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it and had an awesome time listening to this. And I was like, why didn't I post this video long back? This, I think, was the best part of the video, which I don't know, somehow I didn't post. Maybe because at that time I was too conscious about the audio quality and all. But I hope uh, you guys liked it and you enjoyed this just like me. So, unluckily, I do not have the next part of the video because somehow it got deleted. Ayo. So, but it is there with, uh, I think, uh, 
Sam Anna. So please reach out to someone.yoga.life on their Instagram and DM them to post it. Okay, that's the only way we can see the rest of the video. So guys, it's lockdown. I hope you guys are safe. Stay safe, stay happy. Don't be too hard on yourself. Just take care of yourself. Um, you always. Okay, so hope you guys stay happy. Namaskaram.